Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of Audio Stew because I could come up with a different name for a different kind of podcast so it's just special episode uh, zero, one, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but no, for real, I've been wanting to uh, explore other options for podcasting. I like the um, normal format for audio stew as far as just uh, having different people on the show to talk about a different variety of topics and stuff. I love doing that. But I think it'd also be cool to have like a regular kind of show where you kind of can, uh, you know, I have one show for a variety, but like I'm like the common factor as the host. But then to have another show that always has like the same topics and hopefully, probably, maybe, I don't know, the same hosts. It kind of depends. I would like Christina. Hi, Christina. Again. Hi, hello. <laughs> She's a regular now. She knows what to do. Um, I would like it to be where Christina and I host it. And yeah, but what would the actual topic be? Wow, another great question. I don't know why I just received a letter under the mail, <laughs> but okay, thank you, person outside. Um, Kurt lives in a closet under the stairs. <laughs> I would take that over my room that I designed to block the vent, so it's a million degrees and it stinks like crazy, which yeah. you probably didn't need to know that, but... That's just the way it is when it's the summer and there's no circulation of the air. Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. Uh, I might cut that part. <laughs> um, anywho, so this podcast, if it ever happens, if it does happen, it'll probably be... Uh, I'd love to do like a back and forth thing for next year. Um, so like one week is audio stew, the next week is this podcast. Um, and this podcast is about music actually. Um, not specifically the, uh, the, I guess the sound, the auditory part of music. Um, although it is. It's called audio stew. <laughs> no, that's what the other one is. This is different. This is called. Audio stew. Without the audio. Soup soup for the human soul. I don't know. No, I, it'll have a better name than that. <laughs> um, but more specifically, lyrics in songs. Um, right now I'm, you know, going to college for to study English uh, education. And so I'm always thinking about um, the ways we communicate to others, like with words and stuff. And uh, sometimes lyrics and songs are kind of like secondary to the actual song. Like they're just kind of there to fill in the gap. And it's more about like the beat and stuff like that. Um, but I'd really love to examine lyrics from different music uh, albums and look at how the album is like uh, designed thematically a lot of times. Um, and just like the different messages from within those lyrics and uh how like the like how the artist writes from their own 
experience yet also wants to connect with the audience and just all those different nuances and so we'll see if that happens or not this is kind of the, the test run of it um so yeah that is that so the album that we are going to be talking about today is called the ways and means by sarah sparks um i don't think very many people know about her she's a independent artist um i think she lives in indiana if i'm not mistaken um and another thing i don't know i'd love to like actually play some of like the songs from these different artists but i don't have it quite figured out how copyright stuff works with a lot of that so I'll probably hold off on that for now um, but really do uh, excuse me if this is interesting to you then go look up the songs themselves and uh, the lyrics also but anyway so Sarah Sparks independent artist um, her style is more like a how would you describe it um, I think a description I've seen is like a modern folk Definitely more in that indie range, somewhere bef between folk music and right on the edge of bluegrass sometimes. Um, I think her newest album, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more in that unique style. Um, there's a very specific style of music that I listen to personally that is not very mainstream. It doesn't mm -hmm. have the typical pop lyrics where everything repeats every like yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 seconds and it's all just about the physical music i like a very limited number of instruments and more classical sort of an instrumental um and then in terms of lyrics something that's maybe a little bit quirky mm -hmm. or very personal or it means something like poetry I like yeah. poetry. I was going to say, that kind of sounds like, a, I don't know, like Mindy Gledhill or whatever. Yeah, that I like kind of Mindy stuff. Gledhill, who's a little bit, it would be a similar style, and obviously people know who Mindy Gledhill yeah. is. Um, in terms of, well, obviously, if you listen to Sarah Sparks, you'll figure out that she's a Christian artist. And I would mm -hmm. say similar Christian artists with similar sound would be like Jenny and Tyler. Um, who are yeah, a little, they're, they're a little sort of, bit yeah. more mainstream, possibly. I I like what you said about the limited instruments. I really enjoy, um, I guess, uh, simpler music a lot of times. I don't know if that's a... It's not simpler in the sense of, um, like, the not necessarily like the level of difficulty in like playing it, um, but in just the more restrained and we don't need you know, 40 different instruments mm -hmm. for this one song. So most of her songs, um, it's just her singing. Uh, there might be a couple where, I don't know, like if her husband or somebody else is on the song with yeah. her. Um, not from this album. Uh, but yeah, she mostly just uses like an acoustic guitar. I think there's probably a banjo in some songs. I know there's a piano in a few songs. So mm -hmm. other than that, it's really not a lot. Um, 
But yeah, Christine and I both really love her stuff. She has three different albums. Um, the first one came out in 2014. That's Into the Lantern Waste, which I would love to talk about. Uh, but quite frankly, I'm saving that <laughs> in case we actually do make this podcast because I love that one so much. It is all themed lyrically around the Chronicles of Narnia, which if yeah if you're a fan of that is probably 100 percent the coolest thing you've ever heard yeah um and then her next one which we will talk about is the ways and the means and that one is i don't know that one might technically be like an ep there's only seven songs on the album and then the newest one that just came out uh last last fall is all i have um and that one i think has a little bit of a different shift in style. It probably is a little bit more, uh, I think you described it, like Nashville or yeah, something. Yeah, more in the bluegrass yeah. range. But I don't know. I think it's still accessible to people who aren't necessarily like Tennessee kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's still a really good, really good album. I... It was interesting. So I did uh, a fair amount of research. She has uh, a YouTube channel um, where she's explained like the lyrics to a couple of different songs. Um, on her, she has like her music webpage. There's a little bit of info there too. Um, yeah, you can you can tell she's from the burped again. You can tell she's from Indiana, like with her her drawl. Um, when she's just talking. Maybe not necessarily when she's singing. I don't know if you can tell. Um, I think with most cases, people's accents tend to disappear when yeah. they're singing. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting concept. I don't really know why that is, but I think that music and singing is kind of a universal sort of thing. Like, there's kind of generally one right way to sing. And to hmm. use your vocal cords, so I don't know if that's why people's accents are not nearly as prominent when they're singing. Yeah, uh, that is interesting. I mean, it also depends on, like, if you're singing a different language, it'll mm -hmm. probably come out a little bit more. But um, anyway, we're not gonna get too bogged down with that. I want these to be also a little bit shorter. Probably, I don't know if this first one will get there, but I'd like these episodes to only be right around that 45 minute range. Um, I think that might be a little more accessible. So why this album, uh, the ways and means, I've said it like four or five times already. Um, I want to talk about her first one more, but I also really love this one. And so I think it's a great one to start with. Um, and it's also, it's, it's short and it feels very like, heartfelt and personal that's kind of my yeah like pretty simple take on it yeah yeah i don't know if there's a lot <laughs> it's I mean, just it's just I, good it's yeah it it's good and i would say that the reason why it is so good is because um her, her first album is obviously centered around a single subject like the chronicles of narnia mm -hmm. which has a lot in it um but it's definitely more themed Whereas this one is still themed, but in a 
in a different way. Like it's taking personal mm -hmm. experiences, but also not like, I would say in a lot of cases when you're listening to Christian music, they're usually taking a lot of very similar lines and a lot of things that are maybe like direct quotations from yeah. like a psalm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't quite that. This is more taking concepts from the Bible about who God is and the way that he acts um, mm -hmm. and kind of using parables or allegory to help give an illustrated picture of how God interacts with people. Um, try not to like quote directly from, um, I, I too also listened to some of her descriptions about some of the um, songs in this album, but I think that's kind of her heart in this. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I actually do have direct quotes from yeah. from yeah, her, like... but not from like actual songs. <laughs> yeah, yet, we're still waiting for those. Mm -hmm. um, so, from uh, the description on her website, that's where this quote is from. It says, uh, "Each song is written from the perspective of God in a different role, such as a surgeon, gardener, or artist, and how he relates to us in that role." The album title refers to the ways and means that God works on our hearts, specifically why God would give us a desire for a good thing, examples, children, marriage, healing, but not give us that good thing. Um, and so just from more stuff I heard from her just talking and stuff, it's a very personal album to her, uh, so much so where some of the songs, I think, a little bit of the meaning gets lost because like she only knows like because she knows the like the history behind it um for a couple songs especially is what she said um and other things would be like so as far as uh god working on our hearts that's like talking about sanctification and kind of um trusting God and how trying to figure out how he can be like both good and all-powerful and yet like withhold good things mm -hmm. from us um another thing she said in a video was that a lot of songs are inspired uh by a book called the rare jewel of Christian contentment um I I forgot to look that up extensively. I think it's a book written in the 1600s um, by some... Uh, let me look it up real quick. I think it's Jeremiah Burroughs? Something like that? Uh, yeah. Uh, and he was a preacher. So... I'm not sure when, when was it written. Uh, who knows? Sometime in the 1600s. <laughs> I doubt it was in uh, 1599, because that was his date of birth. So, we're going to go with 1600s. Probably, yes. Yeah, I don't think he was <laughs> popping out of the womb and being like, Mom, I've got it. Christian contentment. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting, though. Um, anyway, let's dive right into the, to the songs now, though. Uh, the first one is The Gardener. Uh, we both love this song mm -hmm. um i mean we love all these songs but yes especially love this song 
Um, and she does talk about it on her channels. One of two songs that on this album that she has a video about. Mm -hmm. um, but what what from the song do you like, Christina? Um, in terms of just the way that the lyrics come together, um, there's this idea of hoping for a dream of something that is good, kind of like how we already talked about. This is obviously a running theme throughout the different songs, um, but there's a common thread of why would you let me see this good thing why would you let me taste it and then take it away from me mm -hmm. um and i'm trying to look at the notes i have which are very limited the uh, uh <laughs> the exact line is why let me taste it to take it away yeah um so i think this could be relatable in a lot of ways but it could be you had this idea of what your future was going to be like and it didn't happen or you met this person and you thought it was going to work out but it didn't mm -hmm. um and things that are important and i think recognizing that those things are not that god still cares he's still there and they're not trivial like this is something to work through um but the ultimate i think hope in this song is a line about i need i know you better when i am in need this fact that things in this world are not always going to work out the way we expect or the way we want they're not always going to be good but in those moments when we realize that the world is letting us down god isn't letting us down we're growing closer to him um during these really hard times um I think that would be in terms of lyrics why I like the song. Uh, other than the lyrics, I would say that the general beat of the song is really good too. That it really mm -hmm. draws you into the that opening is kind of softer and it gets faster and louder and it really draws you into the like. This is what it's about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I the uh, I need a sonically is that the <laughs> i don't know what the the sound of it right uh yeah that's a really good way to describe it. it has a really good rhythm and then that rhythm over time like um there's a there's specific part and this happens to me with multiple songs but like there's like a part where it switches like style of how she's mm -hmm. strumming the guitar um and then that's right when you like you know, when you're uh, listening to it on the radio, when you, like, crank it up a notch because, like, it, it just needs to get that extra oomph of, like, mm -hmm. loud and, like, yeah. Yeah, I could... <laughs> this is such a good song. I, I'm a little bit weird and I listen to songs sometimes like that. Yeah. But, like, there's just so much passion in that one, in that, like, build up to the bam, here we go. Mm -hmm. um, as far as her own words on this song... Um, she said this was like the first song that she wrote um, and it kind of inspired the rest of the album not like she ever wrote but like for this album um, and this 
the theme of this song is reflected in pretty much every song and we already talked about this a little bit but it's like in every song this theme is the same uh, it's just a different way of like presenting it mm -hmm. um a different angle to look at sort of the same uh theme i guess which in this case is trying to deal with god giving us longings for things but not giving us the thing itself mm -hmm. um which you were alluded to with like hey i met someone and it didn't work out or something like that yeah. uh it was a little confusing for me like to understand exactly what she like yeah. why it was for her personally um because she said that's something she struggled with and like the example she gave was like giving someone the desire for children but mm -hmm. then like struggling with infertility and i couldn't tell if she was talking about herself for that or if that was just the examples that she gave um it kind of it felt like it was something that she had also struggled with like her and her husband but i, I don't want to say that for sure um i'm also using my hands a lot which is really funny because you guys can't see that but that's yeah. just how i talk um but she said like she knows like other families who've struggled with similar things um and you know uh, another thing she mentioned is like when you pray for someone in the hospital like yeah. who's sick and you pray for them to get well but they don't um and in the end she was kind of like i don't have necessarily an answer for this like and so she just goes back to that humbleness and contentment in god and the the line from the song is i know you better when i'm in need yeah and resting in him even when life is confusing and mm -hmm. hard um i like the uh i don't know the technical terms i probably need to learn this it's the the bridge um yeah which that's is the really oomph part yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the oomph part yeah obviously um, that's the technical term for it and i know so much about music yeah um <laughs> we're practically music theorists here at, here at this podcast that has no name yeah um that's what it's called the podcast with no name it's like the horse the horse with no name yes that's a song right yeah it's by america yeah we'll talk about that one next. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um but yeah you prune it's like prune the branches and it makes you yeah stronger. i'll read i'll read it yeah. um this is my favorite part of the song it says god the gardener when the autumn comes i will not season's fear with the pruning of branches stronger i will learn to love the shears um and i you know i depending on which mood i'm in i'm either like this pumps me up or it makes me want to cry um <laughs> And I love that line so much because mm -hmm. um, it's a really simple like, yeah. analogy. You know, you, you, in gardening and stuff, right? You cut mm -hmm. off dead branches or weak things, right? To, to like make the Help whole thing the whole itself like grow, grow and uh, be healthier. And I love that lyric because it makes me think about how all the pain in my life, like, mm -hmm. Why, why would I ever love, like, the shears? That sounds yeah. painful. That sounds hard. But to recognize that God is in control and that 
his plan is perfect and he will use that pain to help shape me and grow me where me as the plant in that scenario i don't necessarily know that right i'm just you know spreading my branches i don't know what the analogy is <laughs> but then when god comes in and shapes me it's confusing and hard but i can trust him in that he he knows what's best for me so it's just a really good really good song and honestly like i said every song after that kind of fits the same theme mm -hmm. um but they go about it a little bit different so it'll be interesting to i don't know look at the differences maybe compare and contrast yes that's an english sounding thing yes <laughs> yes it is <laughs> I don't know if normally we'll go through every song, but since there's only seven, we'll at least touch every song. Yeah. Um, the next one is The Surgeon, um, which uh, is the image of a, okay, obviously a surgeon, no duh, but mm -hmm. someone, same deal, where if you think about what a surgeon does like they're literally cutting into your body yeah. like that's that's painful <laughs> that's mm -hmm. not a good thing but it's doing it for a purpose in order to save you like if you had some injury or like a heart problem or something like that um and the chorus of that one is i think what i wanted to read Actually, I don't know if it has a chorus. I don't know what it is. It's a line from that part of the song is, uh, every day I'm learning how to die in every way and I'm crushed on every side. It's God the surgeon and he's come to save my life. I'm finding mercy cuts like a sharpened knife. Yeah. Which would be like, I don't know, like a scalpel or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one is a lot especially in the beginning it's a much more melancholy sort of sounding song i would have to say uh and that is a contrast with the opening song so there's that kind mm. of like oh wait we're like talking about something new even though it's still a similar subject but that idea of i think trusting too because like when you have surgery you have to go under and mm, you have to completely yeah. trust your life to whoever is doing surgery on you and you have no control over what is happening and you just have to trust that they're doing the right thing for you um which that's that's a big deal um but yeah it it it's painful but oftentimes those surgeries in life, those things that cut you open and take time to heal are ultimately something that lead to your life functioning the way that it's meant to. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how your body, you get something removed and that doesn't seem right. But ultimately when your body heals over, it's functioning the way it's supposed to now. Yeah. Yeah. The part you mentioned about... Uh, it's kind of more melancholy mm -hmm. is that first that first yeah. line is you like bring you bring me low, me low. and it's yeah. her, her voice is a little bit mm -hmm. lower and she kind of draws it out longer like it's a it's a very heavy line mm -hmm. um and part of the reason i really like this one is that it has two different uh biblical references in the same uh stanza i think that's the word 
Is that right? Maybe that's poetry. Sure. I don't know. We make up our <laughs> own music terminology. <laughs> In the same general zone. I don't know. <laughs> this is not music for idiots. This is music by idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the name of this podcast. Music by idiots. No, oh, man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point I wanted to make, though, is there's two direct, well, not like full, like from the verse, but two direct quotes from scripture in this song. Um, and the line is, I've been aching so personal as pain. If I'm not mistaken, you like to give and take. I'm afflicted, but still you give me joy. The bones you're breaking, the bones they will rejoice. Um, the you like to give and take is from uh, Job. So that's Chapter 1 of Job, verse 21. He says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Um, honestly, this whole album is feels very similar to the book of yeah. Job. Um, <laughs> Much more condensed. <laughs> yeah, this is... This is this Job. This you right to the heart of Job's This is like life. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Job, but probably a little nicer to mm -hmm. listen to. I don't know. I, I think I'd rather listen to this than listen to someone read Job. But <laughs> it, it's I Job without all the friends sitting around criticizing <laughs> you. <laughs> there you go. That that's better. I like that description better. Um, but yeah, obviously the story of Job, not obviously, because I don't know who all is listening and what you do or do not know. But the story of Job is where he he's an incredible, he's like the most righteous man on earth. Um, and then Satan comes to God and says, hey, I'm going to take, like, you know, can I take all this stuff away from him and see if he will still serve you? Um more or less. I'm kind of, you know, paraphrasing the story a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it's like 40 chapters. Go read it yourself. <laughs> uh, but, so Job, he loses, like, his family, his flocks, his home. Everything just gets wiped out. And yet, right there, he says that, um, let me go back to it. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And that's reflected in this song, um, that this pain is personal, um, and it hurts, but still you give me joy. And the next part is the, the bones that you're breaking, uh, the bones will rejoice, which I, again, don't know for sure, because they're not exactly quoted, um, but I think that's from Psalm 51, um, uh, verse 8, which says, Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Um, psalm 51 is a very famous psalm because it's written by David after his um, like affair with Bathsheba. And it's also after like Nathan, has, who's like a prophet, it's after Nathan has come and talked to him and confronted him about like this major mistake that David made um, and basically says like <laughs> all this terrible stuff is going to happen to you now like yeah and how like David's sons kind of 
go a little crazy. Um, and there's all this rebellion within his own house and how the son that um, he's going to have with Bathsheba is going to die, mm -hmm. um, like after birth. Um, and obviously, like, both of those people, Job and David, like, experienced incredibly painful things, and yet both of them rejoiced in their pain. And I think uh, Sarah does a good job of reiterating those themes from the Bible yeah. and those stories in her own unique way of telling it, kind of. Yeah. Uh, the next song is The Giver. No, wait. No, it's not. Yes, it is. All right. Yes, it is. It's yes, The Giver. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's up with The Giver? The Giver... Not the book. I do love the yes, book. Yes. That but is that's a different topic. great book. And as far as I know, not associated in any, any I don't think so. Ooh, but um, now I'm thinking... I, I don't think so. I don't think it is. Anyway. Um, the Giver is one of those songs that is just so bittersweet. And even though you don't necessarily know exactly what it's about or what is going on in the song, you definitely catch on to the bittersweet hope and pain and joy and suffering that occurs during this song. I don't know exactly what it's about. I would assume that these are personal events that happen to Sarah herself or about people that she knows. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a big portion of the song is about a funeral and about losing people who are sick and um, there's also this other portion of this song that's about adoption and a new baby and kind of like the end and the beginning of life all mixed up into mm -hmm. one. Um, but the ultimate reaction of the people who are in the midst of all this pain and suffering is this focus on the people that love God are praising him and the people who are loved by God are praising him even in their pain mm -hmm. and they're still recognizing the joy in their life it's not like they're so I don't know they're not blinded by the fact that there is pain they're acknowledging the fact that there is pain but they're acknowledging the fact that there is still joy too I guess yeah um, I it is hard to know. I wish this is one that she would mm -hmm. uh, explain herself because, for me, it, you, you, you're right. You get the vibe, right? Of the it's a very bittersweet song, but it's hard to know like who, like who died in the song, mm -hmm. who got it. Like, I think yeah, you're right. That does seem like there's like an adoption, but then did did like someone die in childbirth was it the baby that died was it some other person who died it was yeah. it's a little confusing to know um but the chorus is part of it anyways there's no love so unusual as i see you in the smile of a babe at the funeral and that's a really good picture of that part of life where there's you know, the babe is like the, the start of life. That's where mm -hmm. there's so much hope and joy and beauty. And then there's the funeral, which is the end of your life. Yeah. And it's kind of contrasting those two different 
ideas to create an image of, you know, whether it's all this awesome vitality or it's the, the pain of losing someone, like the people are still praising God in both those moments. Who is the giver yeah. and the person who takes away in this case. I think um, this is maybe more on the side note, but it when it does talk about adoption, it also addresses the fact that there's this mom who gave up the baby mm-hmm. in order that this baby has this life that he has. Um, so I think that's kind of a, a theme in the song too, where adoption is this great, beautiful thing where people who have probably been waiting for a baby for a really long time mm-hmm. finally had that baby. And there's this baby that's going to a good home, but there's also this loss of someone who had this child but couldn't keep them. So there's this giving and this taking away. And that combination of pain and beauty again is what is driving these people in this song and kind of what's driving this whole album the mix of pain and beauty and how god is in control of all that Mm -hmm. the last uh the last line that's i don't know if it's the last line or if it's just the last line before the chorus or whatever um near the end of the song it says even now you take from me my desires and i should but I look at your doing and freely say it is good. Not just good when I see the good things it has wrought. Even now I'm afflicted and I take pleasure that I am in the hand of God. Um, and yeah, it's, it's still just reiterating the same yeah. thing over and over again. Trusting like your whole life to God. Mm-hmm. No matter whether it's pain or if it's... Um, like the good times too so it's very psalm like very david (laughs) where he goes through this whole thing of my enemies are chasing me people are trying to kill me i'm sick they're after me god please help me and every psalm you always end up at the end and he's like but i'm still gonna trust you god but i'm still going to praise you because you are good Mm -hmm. the the next songs i think i have a, a a little bit more unique um, things that you can pull from it. Um, the next one would be the artist, which you I had, love this one. You had notes on. It's mm-hmm. a short song. It's yes, only I think like two and a half minutes or something like it's that. It's so. a short song because it tells I think a story from the beginning to the end without yeah. necessarily like a repeated bridge. I think. Yeah, no, it's just straight straight through. Um, There's no chorus to it. Because it it starts out with this person, who I guess is kind of supposed to represent, like, humanity or someone who's, like, trying to trust in God. And... Well, actually, it's... I'll keep going with it, but it's... uh, The exact description is... Starts with, like, medium that speaks to man. So... Well, you're an artist, right? Yeah. And so the medium is the thing that it's like your canvas mm-hmm. or whatever you're basically yes. it's the art itself and not the mm-hmm. artist. Anyway, keep, keep going. Though. Yes. Okay. So there is this thing, whatever you want to call it, the mm-hmm. medium, um, which, which is like you said, supposed, yeah, to, be it's supposed to be like the people Humanity, they're speaking yeah. and they're being like, okay, 
I see all of these beautiful colors of paint mm -hmm. and I see that you are very skilled. Please make something beautiful out of me. And when the painter goes to paint, it's all of these dark colors. It's all of this sadness and things and it doesn't make sense to the medium. And they're very confused, but in the end, of the song and of the story, the artist steps back and they realize that it's not just this dark, terrible picture. It's being painted in the shadow of the cross. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not... I, I have the line that I really like here, but it's like, yeah, she, don't the... confuse Glory's reflection with glory mm. like you're a beautiful object but what makes you beautiful is what god has done for you and this amazing i guess story of what christ has done to sanctify you yeah she this is the other song that um she talked about and um the the theme of this song comes like from Romans 9, which is the passage where Paul talks about um, like the clay and the potter yeah. and how the clay is the medium and it has no right to like uh, ask the potter what, what he's doing like mm -hmm. when he's making him into... Yeah, I'm sure glad none of the clay I worked with asked <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> I'm a failed artist. It just, it just my pottery, my pottery class did not go well. He's <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" I'm not. Yes. And Christina looked back and was like, "I don't know either." Exactly. <laughs> um, different scenario. A little bit different, yes. Uh, but this is some of this is from when she was talking about it um, in her video on on YouTube. Uh, basically, she like wants to get at the idea of like God has authority over our lives, and He mm -hmm. directs us how He wants us to. Um, he wants our lives to go, kind of. And she told another story about how what kind of what inspired the song, or not the whole song, but just part of it was like one time she was out driving, um, and it was like uh, the traffic was kind of like. I think she said it was like stop and go. So like you have to, you know, go forward a bit, piled up a little bit, kind mm -hmm. of. So you need to be like paying attention to what you're doing. Anyway, basically, as she was driving, there was a guy behind her who was like getting really close to her bumper, and she was making her nervous. And so she kept looking in her rearview mirror at this guy behind him that was like just getting too close. And not realizing that she, like, almost hit the car in front of her because she's so preoccupied with the mm -hmm. thing behind her. And how that translated into the song then was that she thought it was, like, how ironic is that? Is it that she's getting distracted by looking at a reflection of the things behind her rather than, like, looking ahead? And how easily we get distracted by looking at, like, the reflections of God, which mm -hmm. are everywhere, right? It's yeah. us as humanity, we are like literally made in the image of God, but we see his handiwork like in the skies and the in the land and everywhere and all of his creation. 
and we get so preoccupied with those things that we mm-hmm. lose sight of like God himself. Um, and the, the line about being painted blue, um, which I'll read the exact lyrics, uh, says, this is like the, the medium talking, right? Um, it says, I said, please reveal your glory. And as the paint drips from your hand, use the brightest of the pigments, the most beautiful of hues. And then the line after that is, but the first stroke was a dark shade of blue. Yeah. Um, which you find out in the song is because it's, the in the painting, it's like, that's the shadow of the cross, right? Yeah. And it makes sense that it would be the color blue or like mm-hmm. a, a dark color. Um, but she said for her own life how, you know, she also kind of like feels blue. Like she has a tendency to um, uh, like despair or sadness um, um, in her life and how that's like something that she struggles with. Um, But then it also helps her see like her need of God easier. Yeah. Um, The exact line that she said was, I would take a tendency to despair and sadness any day if it shows me my need of God and I think that's just a really good um, reminder for a lot of us that like we are like we are weak people yeah Um, and yet it's in our weakness that like we see God the clearest so it is a really good song. I like that one. It's a little bit... It doesn't... It's not as interesting, maybe, like, uh, musically or whatever, I think. It, it's, I would it's say... It's interesting, but it's not normal. That's what I meant. It's definitely more like a very short story. I would think that conceptually and the way that it puts visual images into your yeah. mind is where it really stands out. Um, and as someone who really likes art, I think it just connected with me and the idea of the song stuck with me more than Mm -hmm. I would maybe stuck with me the most out of this album. Yeah. I like, I don't know for sure. I might, we'll talk about the end, which one is, I think sticks out the most to us, but, um, yeah, I really do. I, I love this song. And I think part of it, why she was able to describe it is, like, she's also, like, an artist herself. Like, yeah. She's a music artist, mm-hmm. but also, like, a... She's, like, a real artist. Like, yeah, like a draw-paint <laughs> person. I don't know exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's an artist-artist. <laughs> really good, that's, that's really the good terminology here on yes. the podcast with no name. That's just called Audio Stew Special. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, the healer is the next song. No, it's not. I did it wrong again. She, there's, she has a PDF with like all of her lyrics that I'm looking at, but she put them in like a different order than they're on the album. I don't know why. It's like a Chronicles of Narnia type conspiracy. Or maybe it, maybe it's just wrong on YouTube. I don't know. That would be weird. Um, the next one, uh, 
We'll, we'll say is the traveler. I don't know. Yeah. That's one we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you had notes on that one also. This one is definitely more of a, a Job type scenario, but with the gospel really heavily in it. It's about this person who feels like they're traveling alone on a really tough and lonely road and they can't understand why they're bearing all of this pain by themselves and mm -hmm. why isn't anyone caring for them and like they have it worse than anyone else in the world which i think is a very we all kind of have that tendency yeah, to feel we're, like we're really <laughs> our our problems are unique and we obviously have it worse than anyone else yeah. and there's just no hope but then there's kind of this refrain or reversal of it's like Jesus speaking to this person or to mm -hmm. us where it's like did you walk this road alone to Calvary or are you bearing the weight of all the sins of the world were you lonelier than me and it's not necessarily like in a mocking way but it is very similar to in Job where God finally comes to Job and he's like <laughs> Yes, you're a very righteous person, but do you do this? Do you do this? Are you, like, in control of the entire world? Mm -hmm. Do you understand how great I am? But there's also this part of you're not alone, and I completely understand what you're going through because I've been there too, and I've had it heavier, and I've had it worse. So God is walking with you. You're not a lonely traveler in life, I think is kind of the the main message of the song but i always love a small bit of sarcasm so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of the uh and the, the 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 feel of the tone is not um the feel of the tone is that what yes, i said sure. doesn't make any sense <laughs> I started talking before my, my brain mm -hmm. got into gear. That happens too much. Um, the tone of like the song is not a is not a mocking one. I don't think it's a it's more of a I don't know how to describe it. like reproof. I guess like rhetoric. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's more of like hey come on dude open your eyes and not yeah. a like are you serious like a, <laughs> you know um so yeah it starts out like oh the lonely road i'm on nobody knows all my sorrows um not not it doesn't sound like that listen to the song she sings it better um but then it comes back with this is a friend you talked about is oh the lonely road you're on was it to calvary bearing the weight of all the world for the ones who made you bleed. You think you're misunderstood. Who lonelier than me? Who died for those that struck him? Who bled to make them free? Um, this also has a pretty strong, like, uh, what do we call it? The, the oomph part? <laughs> yes, exactly. The oomph part. That's, the oomph what, part. that's the name of this oomph podcast. Part. The oomph part. <laughs> the oomph. Is, uh, I am the God-man, this road was mine, your pain was in my life, sanctified, lived what you are living so that you might be alive. I love that part, mm -hmm. the lived what you are living so you might be alive. Yeah, I and, also, 
yeah go, go ahead the god man aspect of this i think is really important because i think sometimes we tend to focus on god as god as so as some being way out there in this ivory castle that mm -hmm. just couldn't possibly understand because they're all po powerful they've never mm, had to deal yeah. with pain but that fact that jesus came down to earth and he put on his god man suit <laughs> and lived life as we have all lived but suffered in a way that we couldn't possibly understand because of the fact that he was god and he's bearing all the weight of the sins of the world and doing it so alone and feeling alone in a way that we never have to feel because of what he did mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a slap in the face but it could be if you needed it to be <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. it's just a good wake-up call to the reality that you're never alone you're really not yeah i think her her voice is too, um, I don't know. Her voice sounds too kind for it to be just like a, like a, mm -hmm. like a knock you out punch. Yeah. But it's definitely a like, I don't know, like, hey, listen up, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. type of song, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's good. They're all good. I said that. <laughs> but I'll keep saying it. And the next song is The Healer, uh, which kind of I think goes back to that same um, uh, talking more specifically about Jesus um, and the healer I think is kind of just the, the one uh, song on it that's probably the most different thematically because um, they're all like I said, centered around that theme of um, trusting God in the pain. Um, this one is more of a, uh, like, that first step thing of, like, mm -hmm. this is, like, the gospel. Um, this is the good news that God has the power to actually do mm -hmm. that, to, to uh, give life to things that are dead and hopeless um, yeah, this one's more jazzy, big band, choir, yeah. really like, if you're in that mood, you're <laughs> in that mood, kind of. It's got uh, a unique, like, piano, jazz type mm -hmm. rhythm, I would say. I, like I said, we're not music people, like, technical music people, but <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got good jazzy vibes. We're not <laughs> music people, there we the go. name of the podcast. <laughs> Christina, by the end, will have, like, four different... No, more than that. Every, probably, like, ten different names. Every podcast is just me naming the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, you gotta kind of have it... It's hard to read the lyrics, because you have to have the right, like, rhythm for it. Uh, but it's, like, the very first line is, Good news for the sick... Or, hang on. Let me try this again. Good news for the sin, sick, and weary soul. The healer comes now to make you whole. No greater power was ever known, and he commands, rise and walk. And then, same kind of rhythm, he says, He spoke in the blind men, now he sees, makes dead men, alive men, and I believe. Uh, these bones were dry, and now they breathe, for he commands, rise and walk. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of, yeah. 
it just kind of goes the whole the whole mm -hmm. uh, song. It's really it good. It has like Jesus's miracles of healing people and making them whole again, but also has that Old Testament about mm -hmm. the dry bones that come alive and they live again. Um, oh yeah, this uh, Ezekiel. I didn't yeah. get that reference um, pulled up, but that is from the book of Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. And the rise and walk would be uh, from the story of Lazarus, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, which is in the Gospels. Is it in? I don't know. Is it in every Gospel book? I don't think it is. Pretty sure it's in Luke. But you know what? Forget it. I'll just look up. <laughs> <laughs> which Gospels are uh, Christina Vamp for me? Hashtag um, modern technology. <laughs> which Gospels are uh, the I think the best part about this song is the fact that it focuses in on the fact that God in his justness and in his greatness still does do great things that are good and sometimes people do see again and sometimes they do walk and we can praise him for that but there's also the fact that it's what's happening on the inside and that the soul is what needs to be healed in the end Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is probably the most, uh, I think that is probably why it's jazzier. Mm -hmm. It's more upbeat. It's because more it's, focusing on the It doesn't really have a melancholy part. Life, yeah. yeah. Or it's all like, mm -hmm. hey, this is good news. That's why. Yeah. I'm like figuring this stuff out as I go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, this helps make the album maybe a little bit more balanced and yeah. I think also provides a little bit of variety for people who might not be more in the in the indie folk kind of modern music yeah. this is definitely more in that jazzy feel-good music it's still not uh, what I would call mainstream music but it's, no. it's a different vibe it's a little bit more 20s <laughs> 30s sure yeah, something like that <laughs> um Lazarus, the story of Lazarus is in the book of John. Uh, I don't know. And as far as I can tell, it wasn't in the other ones, but I didn't know off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Which leaves us with one more song. And we are at, let me see, 58 minutes. So it's a little bit long, but we got a little sidetracked. So I, I think this could work. This is... I think with editing, you're going to be about right there. Yeah. Well, I don't want to edit it. Never mind. <laughs> this is an unedited podcast. For all the people who like that sort of I thing. might try that, you know. Just You're just save myself some an more. extra sibling that we found. Yeah. Hello, Not extra sibling. Not too difficult to find in this household. Yeah. Probably just forgot you existed. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> we, we have a fairly decently large family. Uh, the last song is The Composer, which I really love um, because there's it's not at all the same song uh or even quite the same message but there's a album which i would love to talk about this one but i don't know if you've listened to it before but um by beautiful eulogy that's called uh instruments of mercy and um i think that's what it's called uh it's their second album and there's one song on there that kind of talks about like uh like playing an instrument in god's orchestra or something like that yeah and that's not exactly what 
this song is about, but it kind of reminded me of that song, and so I really like it. Um, but, uh, let me look at my notes. It kind of starts off, like, it's, it's it goes a little bit more back to the melancholy, um, but overall, I think it's a more upbeat song, um, which is, again, sort of a reflection of the whole album, right? Where it's, yeah. uh, these things are hard and sad, but ultimately there's hope. Mm -hmm. um, it starts off with, it was a song that I offered, but he scrapped that song for part for the parts because I'm the composer's daughter and he plays the strings of the heart. Uh, I, I'll read the next part too. He takes the things I desire. He took the chords I had claimed. My dross consumed by the fire. My song composed by the pain. Um, it's kind of a bigger picture, onion peeling back sort of a thing where it's yeah. like, this is music and it's talking about music and it's talking about how like the way that music works and how God is this kind of great composer who like in any song, there's the more sad parts and then there's the more upbeat parts and they all kind of come together to create a beautiful music. Yeah, a, a, a little bit. That's part the, of it. That's the one part that I got out of it. Okay. There's more, but the. I think this is also one of the ones that's not necessarily harder to interpret. I think you just have to think about it more, um, and it, where at the start, like this, this person has a song that they offered. Right, this is what I'm giving to you, God. And it's kind of like, this is, this is my, my plan for my life, right? Mm -hmm. This is my song. And then it says that he scrapped the song for the parts. And like, that sounds in my head. Like I'm like, well, that was, that's no fun. Like I worked hard on this. It's like I had this whole thing mm -hmm. that I worked hard for and I put together for you. And then you took it and, like took all the chords out of it and made something new that you wanted for me instead. Um, and again, that is just reflecting the whole album of there are things in our life that we don't understand. And yet God has his plan and his plan will surpass our plan. Um, we'll just, go out with the uh, the chorus of this is um, take my will and make it yours and the chorus is I'm finding joy in the way that my sorrow moves me I feel it more in the way my heart aches I'm comforted in that I know you know me and I think this is the composer's way I like how even within that there's some there's some hesitation of, I think this is the composer's way. Yeah. Where she's admitting that she doesn't totally understand. It's like 
the sorrow in her life and her heartache. Mm -hmm. But she's still comforted in the fact that God knows yeah. her. Um, and to be known by God is, is enough for her to have comfort mm -hmm. um, no matter what in life. So really a great album. Um, it's weird to dissect because it, it's kind of thematically like the lyrics are all different, but they're all related to the same message. Yeah. So it kind of, pro I'm sure listening to this, it kind of sounds like we've been repeating the same mm -hmm. like thing over and over but again. But I think that's but, kind of what the album is doing yeah. itself because one, there's always this big question of, if God is good, why do bad things happen? Mm -hmm. um, which isn't just a struggle for people who are not Christians. It's a struggle for people who are Christians trying to live life like that too. Because I think somewhere in our minds, there's always this expectation that good things are going to happen. And also this maybe lack of ability or lack of tools for when bad things happen. How do you talk about it? How do you deal with it? Because you can't, just be happy all the time you can't just pretend that bad things don't happen and not address them you have to deal with it and i think that's what a lot of this album is it's it's dealing with that and it's telling stories that people can relate to and it's pointing you to the way that you deal with that is you go to god and mm. you keep coming back <laughs> um this was definitely I think this album and then obviously many of other Sarah Sparks albums are kind of like what got me through college because it was exactly what I needed to hear because hmm. in that point in someone's life when you reach like your early 20s, there's so many things that you had expectations for that you, especially in my case, maybe didn't get or it didn't happen the way I want or things were constantly changing and it didn't make sense. So I just needed someone who was going to be real like that and admit the fact that this life is not perfect, but it's not supposed to be that way. And there is still a good plan and it's all coming together, even if you can't see it, and even if it hurts. Mm -hmm. I'm on the right track then, I guess, if I'm already listening to yeah. this stuff yeah. <laughs> the freshman year. Um, I go back to the, probably the Gardner one with the, I just, like, yeah, I, I mean, I'll sing, I sing a lot of stuff in the shower, but I sing this line, the part of, um, with the pruning of branches stronger, I will learn to love the shears. And the part about that is that, the part of that, about that, that it connects with me the most is I will learn mm -hmm. to love the shears um, where like there's I'm, I'm getting to the point in my life where like the hard parts of life are starting to become more evident. Yeah. Um, and you know, when not saying like hard stuff doesn't happen to you when you're younger, but really, um, for most people, when you reach that, those first stages of independence is when a lot of stuff in life like kind of becomes real, and you're like, "Oh my word, I don't know what was like." And 
that's also probably the parts of life where you're starting to like I don't know do like not necessarily riskier things like in the sense of like oh this is dangerous but like risky in the sense of like you're taking like bigger steps in defining your life whether it's like through like career or like the person that you're gonna marry or something like that um and how all those different plans that you have um and you're really not necessarily sure about and then suddenly something comes in yeah the shears come in and it's like it's like that really hurt um and I don't a lot of times I don't love the shears like yeah. that's the thing yeah. like it's painful <laughs> but the part where it's learning to learning to love the shears and how are the shears and how it's a process that's what sanctification is mm -hmm. is growing in in righteousness um and just as life goes on um realizing how like who god is and how he works and the more hopefully you know if you're if you're doing life right <laughs> hopefully the older you get the more you learn um and i think the sooner you can learn to love this year is probably the better off you'll be in life but yeah it's a really great really great album um i'll probably i'll pick the gardener the gardener's my favorite song okay what what's yours um i think it is the artist because even if it's not maybe directly stated in the song i think there's this idea of when people are maybe making a painting or doing a sketch, often it can look very confusing and kind of disordered before Especially everything. Especially if it's me. <laughs> before, before everything comes together. And kind of like in the song where it's like, why is there this random dark yeah. blue here? That's not like the bright, happy colors I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my life in the past few years has felt very chaotic and not necessarily feeling like it's all coming together like i can't see this painting because i'm too close i'm right there in it and this color and that color don't seem like they go <laughs> together i don't know what this painting is ultimately creating but i think just that the end of the song where it's not about necessarily looking for satisfaction completely in the things of this life that people often look for satisfaction for like it's not the relationship that's going to be your ultimate satisfaction it's not this perfect career it's not this perfect house everything that people look for satisfaction for is not the ultimate thing the ultimate thing is god these are just reflections and so when when things in life feel really confusing and disordered and it's not what you expect, you know that the person that is making all of this is the person who is the one that deserves the glory. So that's the mm -hmm. one you praise and that's the one that you go to. And this disordered chaos is 
creating something even when you can't see what it is. And you might not even see what it is until after you're dead because sometimes that's just the way that life works you might not know exactly what was this spot right here like why did that happen because that didn't make sense to me at the time but there's just that that trusting that this is still a work of art and it's still something beautiful too i think yeah um, yeah that was kind of the <laughs> the vibe I got from this song and kind of the thought processes that it takes me through, I guess. I think it, it makes a really good connection because we are like, we are God, we are God's art. Mm -hmm. um, he is the artist, like we are his, his workmanship. Um, and how in, in real life, right, it's that we are like we bear the image of god that's mm -hmm. that's that's we are the reflection of glory in that sense but in this song how it's described um is we we are still the art like we are like a beautiful thing mm -hmm. um but our meaning is in the shadow of the cross right yeah. so we we have a, a point we have a purpose because god has given us mm -hmm. that as his art but our meaning and purpose is only found in him yeah and i think that's a really awesome way mm -hmm. of describing it and that that's really in general why i i love her work so much is because so, something i think i don't always have a, a great way of describing things like technically yeah and like oh well this is how life works you know mm -hmm. like let's not i don't th always think of things as like uh, like a machine and yeah. like you know like we're all cogs in the system or whatever that god has planned which i mean you could maybe run with that analogy <laughs> but yeah i think i just love being able to describe things um, like in an artistic analogy and mm -hmm. let's go with the uh, do you have any other final thoughts I mean if you want an album that's countercultural to <laughs> anything that you're going to be going through in life right now because talk about a time when the world isn't going the way that you want it to and it yeah. feels pretty dark and empty this is the sort of album that's going to address that and not run from that or hide from that, but also point you in a direction of hope and keep you going. I, I think a lot of us are feeling a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the pain side in 2020, mm -hmm. um, some more than others, but yeah, I'd agree. This is, this is a, a, a timeless, timeless album because yeah. it, not because it's like, oh, this is the greatest thing since uh, Stevie Wonder or something like that. I don't know. I need a better. Because humans, <laughs> humans are humans and these are human problems. Yeah. Like, everybody has to address at some point in time. Yeah. It's not necessarily because this is like from the most famous person in the world. It's just because it speaks to everyone. Um. So yeah, 
thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, a little bit different. I don't know for sure. I might just not edit it because I don't want to. <laughs> um, maybe I will still. But I think it'll just be a little bit of a, a different change of pace. So we'll see how much I want to change that pace. Oh, based off of what we've already done. <laughs> um, thank you, Christina. Maybe co-host person yes. for this episode Thank at least. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Um, but I'm going to end off with a line from the artist. Um, it says, So I begged and then I pleaded. I do not understand the means. Why would you put the hope inside me if you would not paint the dream? He said, Don't let glory's reflection distract you from glory. Remember that all good things come from me. Have a great day, guys.